All right, guys, welcome back. Another podcast episode here. Um, going to dig into it right away here. It's going to be. It's coming off of a Facebook message, and Ben and I were just having a conversation about how it is becoming a little bit overwhelming with numbers of questions um, via Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, email, text message. Um, and I am struggling, so I want to apologize for not necessarily being able to keep up, and probably some of them are slipping through the cracks. I'm doing my best. We're looking at figuring out a better way to filter, better way to funnel, better way to sift through so that I don't lose stuff, but um, I'm going through. This isn't back, well, it's May 11th, so this is a message that came on May 2nd. I have some that are older than that that still need to be replied to. Um, so I apologize for the delay on some of this, but I'm doing my best to play catch up and I, I have not heard anybody. Um, I, it has been a long time since someone sent me a nasty message about, boy, didn't, you know, you didn't respond back to me. Um, so one, one of two things, either a, we're not missing them, which I don't think is true. I do think I miss some because I just, I, I, I struggle to organize them. Um, or B, People are under people do understand, which I really appreciate their patience and their willingness to um, realize that it's it's difficult to get back on all the questions. Um, we're doing our best. We're actually in the process of trying to figure out a better way to use the information that we're feeding back to people as far as questions and answers. Um, one of the ways we're doing that is through a, we're we're in the development of a new website right now. We've got a bunch of we've got a bunch of projects going right now, and one of them is new website. Um, it coincides with new logo and rebrand actually for Dogbone. So that's the first time we've ever told anybody this. It's going to be here on our podcast. Um, we're redesigning a look and a feel and a brand recognition because we realized um, over the years as our business evolves we need to evolve as well and do a better job of um, delivering accordingly. And so one of the things that we talk a lot about is more general dog training stuff than just shed training or game recovery. And our business was really built on that. And so when you look at our logo, our logo is connected to it. So it's a more generalized logo. Um, I really like it. A lot of thought went into it. A lot of, um, a ton of back and forth with a designer on it. Um, it's going to be a, a, a more versatile usage for us. So with that comes redesign of website, comes redesign of packaging, comes all this list of stuff that is a real pain. It's just real time consuming, lots of stuff. So that's coming. Um, and I, that's just one little project. But one of the things that we are trying to do is in this new website, we're going to use an area, I don't know what we're even going to call it yet. If it's going to be like a diary or a journal or a, it's really a blog, but I don't like the word blog. So not sure if we're going to use the word blog or yet, yet, but it's going to be, it's going to be text basically. So we, we do a lot of video stuff through different platforms, including social media or all the social media platforms. We do audio stuff, which is this podcast, um, those are all things that are going to be tied to and connected to the website. But one of the things that we want to do, because I do realize and recognize that different people consume stuff differently. And so we're going to try to um, facilitate that. And one of the things that we will be doing is this journal-like, diary-like, blog-like thing, which I will be, I answer a lot of questions via typing answers back, typing and texting. And 
So what I would want, what I want to do is have a place to share that. So we're actually going to be able to not only give feedback like this one, this one is coming from a, a gal named Megan. And so she's got a question. It's pretty lengthy. I'm going to read it and we're going to answer it. That's one out of, I would say May 3rd. So from May 2nd through now, there's well over a hundred um, messages. Now that's 10 days. So it's only like 10 a day, but it's overwhelming for me and I can't, can't keep up with it. Uh, that's just Facebook. So the, so the, the idea will be, we, I can answer this one in a, a podcast and hopefully everyone that listens to the podcast gets it. And then you hear, you know, I'll maybe be able to do out of the hundred that I have unread right now. I'll maybe do podcasts on five of them. Well, that's five of them that get to be answered probably pretty thorough, but then also um, you can hear other, you, other people can hear it. We lack that when I just am emailing back and we don't have the ability to do a podcast on every question. So what I want to do is be able to transfer that written information back to the individual and also have like a community place for others to see it. So just giving you some insight on some of the stuff that we're doing. And, and it's all based on the idea of how can we better, like our website redesign is 100% to make the user experience better. Like that's, that's why it started. And then what we're doing with making the user experience better, whether it's you're coming for information or you're coming for products, we want to make that as seamless and enjoyable as possible. And then what we want to do is we want to make it as beneficial as possible. So that's where we're looking at, okay, how do we strategically position these, this content? And there's a hell of a lot of it right now. We're just, um, I can't wait for Ben to get done. He's got one more week of school. You're done on today's Tuesday and you're done on Friday. Friday. And then look the hell out because we're going to hit it really hard. Like it's going to be a full on blitz of stuff, except Ben's taking vacation. God, he's going to take a week off. I put a question mark on the calendar. Yeah, That's well, I'll give you an answer, Mark. Uh, he is going to take a little break before he starts up, which is fine. Um, I think you have to have a work-life balance. I think you have to have a training life balance. I think you have to have balance in everything you do. So I'm going to let Ben go breathe some fresh air. Uh, what are you going to do, catch fish? Yep. He's going to catch some fish. He's going to breathe some fre fresh air. probably drink some beer and whiskey. Um, whatever else he does, let's just... I don't need to hear about it. But what I want you to do is come back energized because we're going to need it. Because the amount of shit that we have on our plate right now, we need all the energy we can get and muster these days. Um, you, if you hear some squeaking in the background, it's because there's two puppies in a little whelping box with Spry. She had puppies yesterday, uh, and Ellie is due today. So you might hear, I just heard some nesting going on, a little bit of scratching on her bed. Um, so we may interrupt this podcast to deliver some puppies. That's the kind of shit we're dealing with around here. We have got things going in lots of directions. It's great. I love it but it becomes a real circus and juggling act. So let's cut right to the, the guts of this thing. Uh, this is a message from Megan. It says, not sure if you have ta take questions here at all, but I need some help with a standard poodle. The answer, Megan, is yes. And you're going to see an email from me or a message back, and it's going to say, check out podcast number 120. 120. So we got her at eight weeks old. She's almost 13 weeks old now. One, she nips, bites, and refuses to stop. We can't pet her, brush her, play with her, nothing. She doesn't care to please 
and she's very aloof. I'm working on biting with a loud ouch or no. I will stop for a second, but she goes right back into biting. So she gets crated. I have all small children and something I will not, and it's something I will not tolerate. I'm finding she is being kennel, in the kennel so much because of her bad behavior. Even after outside running and playing, she'll come in and the moment anyone tries to touch her, pet her, it's back to nipping, mauling, biting. Playfully, of course, and not aggressive, but I can't stop it. Number two, she's doing well with sit-down commands, but only with treats. If I don't have a treat, she could care less and refuses to please me. Her nose is always on the ground trying to find something to dig or eat. If we're outside, she will run from us when we, if we get close, just walking by, not recall or trying to do anything but walk near her. She takes off and seems to want nothing to do with us. This is extremely hard, and I just complete, get completely frustrated. I feel as if she is not a companion dog and doesn't want to be, which most dogs want to please. She has an acre of land fenced that she can roam and play, and she seems okay to never be around us. What can I do to help with her actual wanting to be a part of the family? She follows a two-year-old pit bull dog around and loves playing with him, playing with her. I'm frustrated and at my wit's end. Okay. You got a picture of this little dog, and she's just the cutest little thing. She looks like a cartoon character. She's got little ribbons in her hair. Um, so you got a nice little-looking little dog there. Here's the first thing, Megan. I, I read this, and there, first off, there is an awful lot there. What I am what I'm pleas- pleasantly going to remind you, I'm happy to be able to remind you, is the fact that you've had, you got her at eight weeks. She's 13 weeks. It's only been five weeks. Like Five weeks is not very long. So can bad habits form in five weeks? Yes, you're living proof of it. You've explained it to us. But it sounds like it started that way. It doesn't sound like it's necessarily changed. So what I'm looking at is dogs are products of their environment so often. It, we create the dogs. Like they, they, There's a reason why dogs, people joke about how dogs look like their owners and act like their owners. It's because they're always around their owners and they take on characteristics. And so I am reading this and going, nips, bites, refuses to stop, runs away, won't come back, plays out of control, um, not aggressive, but you can't stop it. Um, she's doing well with sit, sit and down but only when you treat her uh if you don't have a treat she doesn't listen to you she wants to be away from you she's got an acre to play with and she's just as happy to be alone than with you like i'm i'm now i'm hitting the cliff notes of this last message you got and you got another dog that she loves playing with so right from the start you have a puppy that has probably a little bit of an early independence like usually i don't see that usually i I see dogs that like to be around us now you got to give them a reason to want to be around you let me go back to here uh i'm finding she's being kenneled up so much because of her bad behavior uh there's another spot in here that says um it says something about she comes in you put her in the kennel because of something I, i'm trying to find the line exactly so let let me let me let me touch that specifically because there are so many things here the idea of the kennel is not to punish your dog the idea of the kennel is to make it a nice safe place to take them apart away from all the excitement 
So first off, the kennel is not being used properly. I, I actually use kennel as a command. If you look in our puppy video, we it's, it's got to be in our puppy video. It's either in the puppy video or the foundation video. We have a chapter on kenneling the dog up. It's intentionally used as something that's a positive. I literally use it as a, as a fun thing for the dog. So kennels are not punishment places. And so every time you're having a problem, you're putting her in the kennel and then you're feeling bad because she's created all the time because she doesn't behave. But when you bring her out, she goes to being a, a little bandit, a little, uh, you know, she's, she's out of control. She's a, she's a savage, it sounds like. And what you can't, and then so you get frustrated and then you punish her by putting her in the kennel. You've got a real uh, snowball effect going. It's the wrong direction. And so first off, you're training, it sounds like you're training with sitting down using treats and that's not working because as soon as you take the treats away, what's happening? You got a brat. I got news for you. You created it. So bribery is not training. Bribery is bribery. Beating dogs up is not training. That's, that's being abusive. Somewhere in the middle is where we need to be. So I, I think what I, what I think needs to happen is you need to take a step back from all of this and read it and go, I can't fix it all at once. I got a hornet's nest going. I need to break it down and start simplifying it and working on one thing at a time that I can then build off of. Right now, you've got a lot of different directions and none of them are going the right way. So what I think you need to do is first off, you're 13 weeks old. It's time to get serious. Frustrated and upset is not serious. That is a complete, like a lot of times dogs shut down when we get mad. You've got a dog, you've got like that teenager that likes, that, that feeds off of the idea of competition with you. And she's winning every time because every time you're, you're frustrated and at your wits end, that's, that's, I'm frustrated and at my wits end, that's your last sentence you sent me. Every time that happens, that little puppy just won. So you can't turn this into a game of battle and continually lose. There's probably going to be a little bit of a come to Jesus moment and you need to win. So I do think you need to firm up. I, if a dog nips, bites, and refuses to stop, it is completely disrespectful. I rarely deal with dogs that nip or bite me. Even big dogs. Like I got in the middle of a fight, a dog fight, uh, at our last workshop, Next Steps workshop. We had two dogs that went at it pretty damn good too. They went at it. Tw- tw- well, he went. One dog went out. Went at it twice with two two different dogs. I got in the middle of both of them, like without even hesitation. And now that I think back on it, did you film them? Did you? Bit. So I, I wouldn't mind maybe even seeing some of the video because I, I got into this. You know, it's like when your buddy gets in a bar, and maybe you've never been in a bar fight, but if your buddy starts throwing fists at a bar, you don't really sit back and think about it. I mean, you can, I guess, but you it happens, and you just your 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 mode of thought completely changes, and it, everyone's got a different mode of thought too. When it like I'm not a fighter, like I'm not very good at fighting. I've been in fights. I've been beat up. I'm, I'm not a good fighter. 
Ben, I've never been in a fight. Ben's never been in a fight. Ben's a lover, oh, not a fighter. <laughs> I like to coin, coin myself as a lover, not a fighter as well. But However, I've been sucked into fights occasionally. Not like I started them. I didn't pick them. But I'm a little bit bigger guy, and sometimes people like to fight the big guy. And a lot of times I've been the big guy there, and people want to fight me. I'm not very aggressive. I'm, I'm actually I'm not aggressive at all. But I also... Probably I'm a better negotiator than a fighter. Like I don't see a real, re- I don't see a lot of value in fighting. Now we're ta- getting off on a tangent, but I don't, I don't gain much out of beating somebody up, or I certainly don't gain much out of getting beat up. I've been beat up in the past. I didn't really like it. it, it it's not fun. And so, but when I, when the, when I have been in situations before where buddies got in fights, and I went, I have to be there to protect my buddy. I don't even think twice about it. Like, I'm not a very good fighter, and I don't even think twice about it. I'll go right into it. And a lot of times, fights are really interesting because a lot of times, I think more often than not, the guy on the other side is probably a lot like me. Not necessarily wanting to fight, but is his buddy got in a fight. So now there's always that one guy in your group. He gets in the fight, and the rest of us have to be, like, part of the pack. So I move in. And I'm square, and I'm team, you know, squared up against this other guy on the other side that maybe doesn't want to fight either. And we look at each other, and in the moment, you make really quick decisions. And more often than not, it's not necessarily a bunch of swinging fists. Sometimes, some neighborhoods and some crowds, yes, but the ones I'm in, not usually. So there's a lot of posturing that takes place. There's a lot of, you know, there's shouting, there's this, there's that. And then all of a sudden, cooler heads prevail more often than not. And usually by the end, I'm realizing like, they're probably not that much different than I am. But dogfight that we I was recently involved in, I was witness to, I literally just jumped in it. I, I had zero concern. I knew the dogs. Like I knew the two dogs in separately. And I have, I have no fear of them whatsoever. They're not aggressive. They didn't like each other for whatever reason, and they decided they were going to spat it out a little bit and establish some dominance, and they went at it pretty good. And I literally went in and got in there, and I took no shit from either one of them. And I told them, sit the hell down and shut up, you and you. Not in those words, but that was the message I gave them. And both the dogs stopped immediately, looked at me, and literally said, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I don't take a lot of crap from a dog. I didn't have to hit those dogs. I didn't have to beat them up. I certainly didn't have to take out a bag of treats and ask them to stop. Hey, guys, I'll give you some kibble if you stop fighting. It wasn't that. It wasn't negotiations. It was walk in, take control of the situation, tell them to sh- sit down and shut the hell up. And you can hear my my voice change when I said, I've gotten into plenty of situations where shit just needed to get resolved. We need answers. So let's cut the crap. Let's get right to it. That's the type of attitude you need to have, Megan, when it comes to nipping, biting, chewing, refusing to stop, blah, 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 blah. Instead of frustration and at my wit's end and angry, I guarantee you there's anger there. I guarantee you you don't gently caress the dog into the kennel and say, just settle down in there for a little bit. Time out. No, it's what am I going to do with this dog? I need to send an email to the Dog Bone Hunter (laughs) website. So... Take control. Be firm, not hard. One of the one of the thing going back to that workshop. One of the biggest things that I think guy, a couple of the guys that were there took away from it was firm up. They are they were so patient, 
and they were so willing to take the crap that the dog was trying to give them. I give them a ton of credit because usually it's not that way. Usually it's the opposite. Usually it's what Megan's going through. Megan is going through the frustrations and the inability to be patient and and really take a big step back and look at the situation and put some sense to it. Like rationalize what you're dealing with. You can't if you're in a ra- in a fury of rage. You can't you you can assess it if you're calm and patient and you sit back and you don't let it bother you. But you can't get results if you're calm and patient, and you just sit back and you don't let it bother you. Like it takes some assertiveness and it takes some action. And that needs to be firm. Dog leaders, my daughter, all these all these analogies. My daughter, our daughter is 2. She turned 2 in January. She's an angel. Absolutely. I, I love her to death. She's developed, she's in a new class at school and she's developed, she's like, she moved up a class. And with potty training comes the big class. And so she's no longer in diapers. God, thank God. But she's in this class of kids that are older now. And she comes home and she's got some absolutely terrible habits formed in a matter of two weeks. Like literally spitting making these weird noises with her mouth and spitting. (laughs) And I I mean, piss me off. I mean, hitting, biting. Are you kidding me? Biting? You were talking about nipping, biting, and chewing. My kid came home and started biting. In a matter of two weeks being in the wrong, not the wrong class, but in a class with the wrong influence. So I get pretty hot and bothered about it. I talked to my wife about it and I said, Things have to change. She said, hey, I get it. Uh, it's Dan, who is with us, It works with us here. Dan's kid was in that class, and he just moved out. Well, I heard Dan talk about it several months ago about, yeah, all of a sudden my kid's biting. All of a sudden my kid is hitting. All of a sudden my kid is screaming in my face. And I'm going, oh, man, that sucks. <sighs> mine doesn't do that. And now all of a sudden mine does. Well, guess what? There's kids in the class that influence. Where do these kids come from? I don't know. Can I kick these kids out of class? No, I have to deal with it. I have to figure out a way to get my daughter to understand it's not acceptable. And I don't do it with bribery. I don't do it with gummy worms. I don't do it with granola bars. I also don't do it by beating her up. She's two years old. So, But what I do is I firm up. And when she hears a certain tone in my voice, sometimes she cries. And I recognize I probably went a little bit harder than I needed to. So next time I go a little softer. And I get her to not cry, but I get her to look at me with a little fear in her eyes. And she's not afraid that I'm going to beat her up. She's afraid that dad is going to use that tone of voice with me. And you know what? I follow it up really quickly with, do you understand what I'm saying? And if she doesn't, she'll tell me. If she does, she does. And then I say, okay. And I soften up and I go, I love you. And she smiles and says, I love you too. That's communication with my daughter. She's two years old. Your eight-week-old puppy, your 13-week-old puppy is probably not quite that old yet. Maybe about a two-year-old. I'm firm. I'm not hard. I'm not soft and pushed over, and I'm not a bribery genius. I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to sacrifice, like the, the results are what matters to me. Now, can you do, can you get results doing it other ways? Absolutely. And if you want to do that, you should listen to other podcasts because there's other podcasts that will tell you how to do it. I can't tell you how to do that. I don't do it. I don't beat up the dogs and I don't treat them. I'm somewhere in the middle. It, it's back to this idea of balance. So with this puppy, this rant is for Megan to firm up and take control of your situation. Stop letting the dog dominate you. And when he dominates you, it doesn't mean that you're soft and submissive. It means that he gets under your, she gets under your skin to the point where you're frustrated and at your wit's end. Take a deep breath. Count to three. Thousand one, thousand two, thousand three. By the time you hit three, you're probably past that emotional response of quick lashing out. Try it with your kids. It works. I, I do it all the time. Now, what I think we need to do is start to get a, a good classroom. We can't have, like your kid might be that kid. Your dog might be that kid in my kid's classroom. You, I don't know. Maybe the pit, maybe the two-year-old pit bull is. I don't know. But somewhere along the lines, this dog has these tendencies and has found it to be a lot more fun to be the to rule the roost. And it's time to take that back. So when the dog doesn't, when the dog has an acre to run away and never come back to us, what do we do? Take away the freedom. We're not going to put him in the backyard and let him run around all over hell and not come back to us. Put him on a leash. Before you can put him on a leash successfully, you better start working on heel work. At 13 weeks old, she is old enough to start tying the dog out. So start tying the dog out. Now what you do is the dog's tied out and is going to, th- no, hearing what you got here, you're going to have a dog that screams bloody murder. You're going to have a dog that throws a gigantic fit, more than likely. You're also going to get a dog that you take yourself out of the equation by tying them out and let them battle it out with a stake in the ground and a four-foot cable. Cable won't lose. Stake won't lose. Dog will. And the dog will give in and the dog will say, I pull on it, it hurts. So again, that's in our, probably in our puppy DVD or our foundation DVD, I think. The stakeout process. That is something that once that dog understands it's without fail, it will learn that it is never going to beat the stake or the cable. And when it gives into that pressure to the neck, now you can be in the, now you can replace the stake and get the results and not have bad feelings about it. The dog won't have bad feelings towards you. Let the dog hate the steak. It won't hate you. It'll turn. It'll learn really quickly. Don't pull and it doesn't hurt. And then you can start working on heel work. So these are things that are like, they got to be sequenced. I, see, I hear you're doing good with sit and down only with treats. Stop that. How about feeding times? Are we feeding the dog with a routine? Are we getting any value out of it? Because that's two lessons a day that 100% will get the most success the quickest because the dog will want to eat if you feed them on a scheduled routine and if you use it as a valuable time to form and shape behavioral things you also are going to start being a leader because the leader eats first so before i feed the dog i might eat three chips and say i eat first then you i'm boss okay 
There's nothing that dog can do to change your mind. I don't care how big of a fit the dog throws. It's not going to change the fact that you control when he gets his food, she gets her food, and you eat first. And all these little kids that the dog is beating the hell out of, if you can teach them to do it as well, what a quick way for that dog to respect those kids. Because the disrespect to the kids means I don't get to eat. It's something that everyone in the family should be consistent with. Start it out yourself and learn and get good at it and teach the behavior to the dog by yourself because you're going to have a better chance of training that dog than the kids. You understand concepts better, I hope. So you've got, you have to understand these concepts better first. This idea of she doesn't care to please and is very aloof, that's just attitude. I'm working on biting with a loud ouch or no? My dad told me that the other day when Lillian started, when we were talking about, I was talking about it with my parents and we were talking about Lillian biting someone. And I said, my dad said, well, maybe you should just scream like it hurts you. And maybe that would help. I said, are you freaking kidding me? If I bit you, would you, would that be your answer to me? <laughs> I mean, my mom and dad didn't beat me up, but we had spankings. Like I got spanked like a couple times in my life and I had, I didn't want to get spanked. Like that was a real motivator for me. My parents were not abusive at all. Like they probably should have been a little bit more. They weren't. But I literally understood that my dad would potentially spank me if I did behavior that justified it or deserved it. And I didn't do it because of that. But my dad, that wasn't the only way my dad operated. My dad also rewarded me and showed me that he was pleased when I did things well. He gave me a lot of good stuff. And that motivated me even more to do the right thing. So the combination of the two, pressure versus praise, the combination of the two worked really well for me. That's how I approach my dogs. So I think we need to look at this idea of dog bites me, so I say, ouch. No, not at all. I, I'm not, I'm not, I, some people might say that's going to work. I would listen to their podcast. I, I can't see it. I can't allow it to happen because it's the disrespect. It's that's, that's dealing with a symptom, not the sickness. The sickness is the bite. Why, why are you biting me? Not how do I deal with it when you bite with me? Why are you biting me? You're biting me because you have no respect for me. Dogs don't bite me. And those dogs that were fighting didn't bite at me. They didn't join. That when I got in the middle of the fight, you know what they said? No, dad, we're sorry. No more fight. They didn't say, you son of a bitch, I'm going to get you too. You want to get a piece of this? You can have me too. No, they didn't at all. They just said, sorry. It's because there was a level of respect that those dogs had for me when I stepped in it. And they went, geez, I can't believe he came over that quickly and got in the middle of this. We had a couple moments like that at the workshop where I had, we had a couple dogs and none of them were aggressive. And a couple of them, they weren't like, these weren't all fighting situations, but the dogs were quarreled a little bit. Some of the males got into it a little bit, but very little. But we had some dogs throw little fits and and throw fits with their owners. And that's stuff that you're going to hopefully see um, as we edit out those workshop videos. But there were some dogs that would throw fits with owners and the owners kind of put their hands up and went, I'll just wait it out. I'll just wait till they quit throwing their fit and then hopefully we can just keep moving on. And I said, what are you doing? Take control of the situation. Be a leader. Leaders are active. We don't, they don't just 
Wait it out. See if it gets better. Hopefully it does. No, make it better. And then, and then that's addressing the situation. That's the symptom. That's dealing with the symptom. If you have a cold, the answer is if you have a if you have a sore throat. To me, the remedy to that is the in the moment is take some cough drops. Cough drops are not the answer, though. Why did you get a cold? Why did you get a sore throat? Last week, I went out in the rain and it was 30 degrees and I didn't wear a jacket. That's the problem. Fix that. Don't just go buy more cough drops. So we have to look at what are the problems, what are the reasons, and let's fix the root. So it's 100% leadership, lack of. Now, the part where you start talking about teaching sit down, all that stuff. Go back to the basics. Recall, sit, stay, come when I call you. And heal. Those are the four things that you need. And they they have to come. So I would have liked to have seen you start this at eight weeks, but thankfully you're starting it at 13. So close doorways and halls and make the space un, unfailable. Make it so that the dog can't run away and watch how much easier recall becomes. First off, the dog doesn't even want to be by you. You've told me that. How come? Is it because you're not really giving them much? Is it because they're not really, they don't respect you? They don't enjoy your company? Earn the respect first and then let them enjoy your company. That's incremental. Feeding them will help. Feeding them with a controlled situation will help. From that, you can start place training. I wonder if you're on place training yet. Place training is really important. It's a nice parameter. It's an alternative to the crate. It's a spot where the dog won't get into trouble. If you got a two-year-old pit bull that keeps running around and, and antagonizing this puppy, that's got to stop. Separate the two dogs. Oh, that's really hard. We already have that dog for two years. I know. Separate the two dogs or have two dogs that you can't that you're having problems with. Have to set the dog up to be successful. What can I do? Is you say, what can I do to help her actually wanting to be a part of the family? Have the family be desirable. That doesn't mean like I don't think that means it's always playtime. I don't like that's fun. Oh God. But kid, kids would love it if all we did was take them to the carnival. But hey, we got to go to school at times too. But that's okay. Let's make school into something that's productive and fun as well. And it's not a full time carnival, it's not a circus. If you ask a kid when they're little, what would you rather do? Go play at the, go to the circus or go to the amusement park or go play on the playground or go to class and study algebra. What are they going to pick? They're going to pick the amusement park. They're never going to go to algebra. But we all understand that it can't, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It needs to be a combination of both. So what do we do when my kid's two years old in this little classroom? What are they doing? They've made a song about counting to 20. They made a song. I mean, ABCs are not accidentally a song. 
Like ABCs are fundamental of our language. Like you need letters, you need writing, you need English, you need grammar, you need punctuation, you need all that stuff. But we don't start out kids with that. We start out kids with the song ABC. And my kid's got a book on it, and my kid's got a little music musical thing on it, and she walks around the house singing her ABCs. She doesn't even know it, but we're tricking her in to understanding that like formal education will be coming. But we're going to make it fun to start out with, and we're going to make it a concept that she starts to understand. It's not, it's not just, it's not just a bag full of sugar for her. It's actually like formulated, like school it's education it's disguised in a pretty appealing way so let's start to disguise recall in an, a pretty appealing way dog I, I i so here's where i will use food if the dog likes to eat supper at supper which most puppies do use that to help you form recall get the bowl of food ready and the dog comes running to you and you tell them how good they are and set it down and let them have a little bite to it. Now, this is the opposite of the steadiness. I think you can do steadiness drills. I think you should do steadiness drills. But then, then pick it up and walk away from the dog and call the dog to you. And when it comes to you, you set the bowl of food down. And pretty soon you start forming habits using rewards, positive rewards. Now, I don't think you need to carry a bowl of food as you get older for the rest of your life to get your dog to come to you. There's a part where you start to wean out that and start to form and shape behavior and replace that food with praise. Good. Good dog. My dogs, my dogs will wag their tail when they look at me happily when I say, good. Good dog. Like if I say, oh, that's a good girl. That's even more rewarding than good. Good is good. That's a good girl is even better. Oh my gosh, you're so good. That's a whole nother level of good. All three audible things. And I don't use the highest one all the time. I use it when they do something really special. And then I start to get wean that down a little bit, down that a little bit, until they understand good or bad. No, affirm, ah, ah, ah. or a no. Two exact same thing, turn you off of something, but one is at a different magnitude or level. I use them differently. Use them at different times. I use them for different reasons. They're both negative. They're both punishment. They're both no. They're, it's a pressure versus a praise. That's pressure. And praise is good. Good. That's that's praise. It's so Megan, you 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 have you have such a, a mixed up pot here, and you're looking for me to give you a couple pills, a couple cough drops that'll heal this situation. It's not that simple. It's, it Actually, it, it is that simple. It's so simple. It's not as simple as a couple cough drops. It's as simple as start over and start in a routine of having respect within your pack. Establish and develop some respect for your dog and watch what your dog will give you back. You're pissed off at your dog all the time and your dog is pissed off at you. Imagine that. I feel like my dogs respect me quite a bit. I really respect them when they earn it. I lose respect for them when they start to do some things, but I don't get upset about it. Instead, I go, what did I do wrong? 
What did I do to lose that respect? And I change accordingly. There's no practice this, this, and this. There's a reassess the entire situation. That's my answer to this. And there's a hell of a lot in the last 40 minutes that we talked about to, to start thinking about. So I'm going to send you a message, Megan. This is not as easy. This is not the easy answer of here, do this or that, and then do this. This is like a come to Jesus talk. Reassess what's going on here. Start picking it apart one thing at a time. If you could, if I can give you a recommendation, start at feeding time. You do it twice a day. Maybe feed the dog three times a day and get three sessions in. Take the total amount of food you have, divide it by, you feed in a day, divide it by two or three, and have three different training sessions. Because, and the reason I say it is because the idea of sit and down is good only with treats. So start shaping good behavior and creating a respect for yourself using feeding time because you've got to feed the dogs no matter what. So you might as well use that as an opportunity to take step one. And from step one, you can work on step two. And step two, you can work on step three. But right now, you're looking to get an answer for step 15, 27, and 45, and, and you maybe have a handful of other steps kind of shaped, but probably not real good. Okay, just, re, just circle the wagons. The beauty of this, so I, 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 we, coming out of all of that, I want to remind you, you're really in a good position because she's thir almost 13 weeks old. That's not very old. The worst, you couldn't, I got news for you. You can't screw her up that quick. A puppy is way too resilient. You can't wreck them that quick. But you've got to start changing the direction. You've got to start turning things back around to the way you're, look, the way you're really hoping to have them pointing. It's, there's no better time than right now. So, Megan, I want you to listen to this, and then I want you to take a look at your situation and start breaking it down into real micro steps, and then reach out to me with more specific stuff, because this is way too broad or general for me to give you a, here's what you need to do. And I will help you. I'll be more than, help, more than happy to help you. But first thing you're going to have to do is take away that freedom and start gaining back some respect. Okay? That's it, guys. I appreciate all your support. Please do me a favor. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on a podcast app that has a review, if you please leave us a review. Um, if you're on Apple, I know you can leave stars, I think, and you can leave and you can leave reviews or comments on it. If you do me a favor, please do that if you enjoy this. Um, that is hands down the best way for us to be able to help more people by growing the it helps with people searching out podcasts on dog training. Um, it helps us to help more folks that are, I think, probably in a very similar boat to you and I. So if you do us that favor, I appreciate it greatly. Um, what did you, were you going to say this is a different podcast yeah, episode? this is 121. This is 121. So, Megan, it's going to be 121. Talk to you guys soon.